Hi, just as an aside, the audio at the end of this podcast got messed up, so uh, if it feels like it's ending weirdly, that'll be why. What date is your day of birth so I know when to schedule the Steam gift? Right. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, it's the 28th, same day as... Uh... Oh, it's the anniversary. Yeah. Oh. I think I remember this happening, because I'm Game. pretty sure that last year... I saw it and I pointed it out. Same thing. It out. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what a great day. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. No, that was a uh, that was our final day of our first Comic Con together. So. Oh. Bless. Yeah, you guys are grosser than us. Passed her out in the early hours of the morning on the walk home from the club. Oh god. How romantic. <laughs> that is really cute. By a though. by a building site on the way to the hotel. <laughs> oh. I'm, if it, if it helps. That was way better than Ollie and I because we'd oh, been yeah. like dating for a couple of months, but like both of us were like furiously like insisting that we didn't want anything serious. No labels. Yeah, exactly. And this went on for some time. And then one day we had that awkward conversation where we were like, <laughs> so we What just, are we? <laughs> we just kind of, is this a thing now? Yeah, that is, <laughs> it, it's because we went, we went for like a, a date at Wagamama's. Nice. And we'd just been to, I don't know if you know of it, there's a parrot zoo in Boston. Mm-hmm. And we went there for like our first proper like date day out together. And it was amazing. Yeah. And we went to Wagamama's on the way home. And we met somebody that Ollie worked with. And he was just like, oh, are you guys. Yeah. And I'm gonna, both of us didn't know you were like, seeing someone. <laughs> we, neither of us knew how to respond. Yeah. <laughs> so then later that day, we were just kind of like, so. This, uh... Are we a thing? Uh, oh. And then then we're a thing. Very cute. And then and still that... stuck with him now. Hey, <laughs> you got a dog and everything. I know. Lovely. Lovely. What a lo- what what a what a nice little bit of intro. I wonder how Ollie would tell that story. Would it be similar? Uh, he'd probably just be like, Juicy "Yeah." Details. Someone asked if I was tapping that, and I said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, I imagine Ollie saying that in my t- like in any capacity. Tapping if you that. just imagine it in the most awkward white boy way possible, <laughs> does it make sense then? Yeah. Because he genuinely yeah. was asked the next day by that guy he worked with, like, oh, are you hitting that? And he just sort of mm. went, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> On the reg. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Beans Talk, the only show where you can hear some actual baked beans have a chat. <laughs> I'm Joel Loins. Joining me this week is Jacob Dickens. Bring in the sauce. And Lauren Best. I am the tin. I'm... Does that mean that Joel is actually the beans? Yeah. I guess uh, so. And what's Ollie? Uh, what does that make Ollie? Um, well, he's not here, so he can be the tin opener that you can't find. Yeah, the yeah, ring so pole that breaks just... off. Yeah. 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 Mm. Nice. <laughs> Video <laughs> games... <laughs> Something about video games. <laughs> Something about video games. Uh, sure, there, there, there is not. We're still in that weird position between console launch and mm. um, there being any news and, before then. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of just like not a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I actually paid off my PS5. 
oh yes, you're two thousand five hundred yeah, pounds. Really PS5. weird. And Curry, like, it's got this really weird email through, just being like, just so that no one can pre-order further, or it's like not a massive influx of pre-orders when we open these back up again. Um, we're going to increase the price to by two thousand pounds, but that's fine because yes. you've got a two thousand pound discount code, so you'll still pay the normal price. But it was still a bit shocking when it was like, "Yes, you owe about two thousand five hundred pounds, Jacob," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I saw like everyone on Twitter freaking out, like Curry's had increased the price to two thousand five hundred yeah. pounds on their website, Hilarious. and then and, and and they did this before I think they sent the emails out. Like the emails started spreading out um, across the Twitterverse and whatever, yeah. and as soon as that, it was just like, "This is a weird way to do it." You obviously don't have a way to n- not hide the buy now button. Yeah, it was I mean, very- Curry's are very weird anyway as a company. It, it is in like why they still exist, or yeah, that, and I just find that my mum has like an irrational hatred towards Curry's as well, <laughs> um, as you know, There's no Dixons. <laughs> well, well, I remember when I was 18 and I got my first like proper job and my first proper paycheck. I wanted to buy myself an iPad. Mm. And my mum came with me and they would it was back when PC World was still a thing and it was like Curry's and PC World in Lincoln were next to each other. Do you remember they it? They were Trent separate Road. entities. Yes. Um but they they shared the same stock. So like mm. They they were oh. like an inter- they were basically under the same umbrella as a company. So like if one place didn't have any in their stock room, they would go next door and to see if they had one. Mm. So like my mum was like fuming that this was happening anyway because they kept being like, oh, have you tried going next door? And my mum was like, no, I've come here. And then they <sighs> wouldn't stop trying to sell her insurance. Like she just they just kept asking her to insure the iPad. All the extras and. Yeah. Um, she was so mad that she just walked off <laughs> and like just abandoned the sale of my iPad. And, no and then so she stormed out of the store and then stormed back in to hit the unhappy smiley face. <laughs> the customer satisfaction oh, like stand. Knowing, knowing your mum, I can actually picture it in my head. <laughs> so we Hang have on. to go I've got to next let them know to Please. PC World to buy the same ipad and she specifically <laughs> said make sure that nobody at curry's profits from this sale and wow. i was like mum they're the same God. people that does sound like something my mum would do too oh and so now like if ever she gets like a bit like that i'm like mum please don't buy an ipad at this establishment <laughs> <laughs> it's funny what you say about that stock thing because we had the exact same thing with our um we had game and game station literally about 100 meters from each other yeah um like across the way in our town center so i went to um i remember i I bunked off of school one day to go there instead um and to go by the soul caliber 5 strategy guide (laughs) Um, (laughs) what a reason to bunk off school i know it was even a game i just about got through it um Instead, I had all those six strats for Soul Calibur Five, And as I said last week, that was the game I had the best online record in. So evidently, it was worth it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went into game because um, I think I saw it in there like the week before and they didn't have it. So literally, the manager was just like, follow me. And we walked over to Game Station. And then they asked the guy at Game Station if they had any. They were like, yeah. They just picked one up and then we just kind of took it back to game. And then he, I bought it in game. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. 
That's so weird. And then funnily enough, uh, he ended up being my manager at CEX later on. Oh my, <laughs> my good buddy, Simon. If only I knew. Um, yeah, no, the, 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 the game and the game station in Manchester in the Arndale were like, I'd say, I'd say like a floor above each other oh, before yeah. game station shut down. Mm. Um, so it was always it was always the case of whenever I was taking back this was when I was taking games back and getting you know um, cash for them to trade them in and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd do the rounds of like, okay, I've taken it to game now. I'll take all these games back, go to Game Station, get the receipt from compare Game price, Station, yeah. compare the prices, and then just go to CEX anyway because they'll give <laughs> me hard hot hard cold cash for it. Yeah. Um, wow. That that was. That was during the early days of CEX when I think they were trying to build their stock. Yeah, probably. Um, so I got like 30 quid for Gears of War 1. Oh, wow. What um, year was this? <laughs> this would have been 2008, 2009, that roughly. about right, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting about 100 quid for, Ge- for Gears of War and a stack of DS games oh, that were... Very nice. Pure garbage. <laughs> um, st- stuff like... Stuff like um, Asphalt Two. Oh the, yeah, the, the drivening from Game Loft. That was like a launch game for the DS or something. Yeah, yeah, like not Asphalt no, Urban it's, GT or something. Yeah, not Need for Speed, but looks like it, yeah. and it's also twenty quid, so <laughs> it's cheaper. Wow, video game I retail. I'm, I miss that era of Game Loft where they would put out pure shite that just looked like, but played like. Um, games that you knew i think i always but... kind of steered clear of it because i don't know if i was just wise to the fact that they were just a bit kind oh of... yeah i was i was i was wise to it but um other family members not so i suppose uh, so. that's how i ended up with games like shrek treasure treasure hunt on ps1 yeah or like <laughs> Thanks, granny or, or like scooby-doo the cyber chase or something i think it was something like that anna loves the uh, cyber chase game even though it is whack i just love scooby-doo <laughs> I love Scooby Doo. I didn't like that new Scoob movie though. No, I, I am obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. Fun, fun tangent. I would obviously be Velma, surely. Yes, you oh. you would be the Velma of the crew. Okay. Hannah would make a perfect Daphne. Let's be honest. She's she's been called Daphne a lot in the past, being a ginger. And Ollie is okay. a walking Shaggy. <laughs> that makes McGinley Scoob. Well, which one right. of you is going to be Fred, and which one of you is going to be Scrappy Doo? I mean, well, I'm Scrappy Doo. I, was, yeah. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but... I mean, come on, like uh, ti- ti- tiny giant head and lots of refuses to shut up. Yeah, that fiery refuses, temper. Yeah, and refuses to shut up. Um... I feel like I can be wholesome enough to be Fred. I'm just not sure if I'm confident enough to be the leader of the group. I mean, we're I... all a team at the end okay. of the day. I mean, enough. also, also, Jacob could pull off an ascot. I was literally about to say this. I he could hundred percent do the cravat thing. Give that a go, yeah. Yeah, if anyone's gonna, I mean, I would probably just t- turn up myself, and I'm already Velma. I've got the glasses. And there we go. Got we, the glasses. I think we found some some episode artwork or some some something like that. Oh boy! A new Photoshop I, job for Joel. <laughs> there we go. That that's gonna be the that's gonna be the next. But who are we unmasking? That's the question. Mm. Well, that's an in joke that we can't 
that we can't oh, say, say oh. on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten um, away with it if it weren't for you meddling beans. <laughs> Speaking of like old cartoons and stuff, have you seen that they're bringing back the Animaniacs? Yeah. Really? And and uh, Pinky and the Brain. Oh, do you not think that um, um, the new Galarian Slow King slash Slow Bro? It looks like I'm. I, it just makes me think of Brain. Oh, I'm gonna have to look him up now. Yeah, look the new one. I, uh, I think it's Slow. Was it Slow King? Oh, that's that's incredibly cursed, isn't it? It looks like B- Brain from Pinky and the Brain, and I can't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, no, it definitely wants to take over the Earth. Yeah. I think Brain was in that trailer for that new Animaniacs thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the, it's a, and it's even Steven Spielberg's actually like wow. genuinely involved with it again. That's cool. Um, they got all the cast back, and it looks great. I I I like Animaniacs quite a bit. I don't remember a lot of it because uh, no, I, really. I was I was. It, I mean, it started airing before I was even born, so in 93 yeah um it's funny we mentioned scooby-doo and the old cartoons because last time we had our cosplay friends over we ended up watching scooby-doo and the ghoul school which uh, i don't know they they really wanted to watch it i was not paying attention it was like a tv scooby-doo movie um that came out in 1988 and the animation is horrible for 1988 and i literally looked it up and i was like akira came out three years after this and this oh this <laughs> this is speaking, this, this is horrible this is this is like um end of days hanna barbera yeah yeah yeah, yeah. scooby doo and the Girl school where they were where they were just they they'd got they'd got down the laziness to a science to borrow a Joel phrase they were just farting them out yes <laughs> exactly oh i don't like this evil shaggy yeah it was uh... in the mirror i know um you know, speaking of ghoul schools, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you did you see that Oculus are being quite scary if you delete your Facebook account? No, I've not seen about this. Uh, so because all new Oculus uh Quest twos and stuff like that, you need to sign in with a Facebook yeah. account basically to tie your um. But if you delete your Facebook account, you know, with good reason, mm-hmm. um. Some people might want to do that. Uh, they will delete all your Oculus games as well, regardless of if you paid for them or if they're free. They're Which, just, well, just, uh, so if you like just... reactivate your account, would those purchases still be re kind of downloadable? Uh, if, be, you right? deactiv- it, instead, if you deactivate your Facebook account instead of permanently deleting it, you also won't be able to access your o- Oculus information. Mm. However, this can be reversed by reactivating right, right, right. it. But if you just delete it entirely. Purging from the earth kind of thing. The amount of people who get their Facebook hacked, though, that's not yeah. exactly a... <sighs> well, just... this is this is, this is is why you need to two-factor authenticate everything, which yeah. is why at the minute I'm currently between two different phones as, you know, running downstairs, running to the other room to get the other phone, which is getting the text while I wait for three to transfer my number over. Yeah, um, I went through a whole thing the last time I upgraded my phone because I forgot to take my Battle.net authenticator off of my phone oh after my I traded God. it in and then I had to go through a whole thing with Blizzard support and it send in a picture of my ID and everything. And oh. Yeah, I had to do that at uni when I ch- changed phones and numbers and it was just like, I want to play Diablo 3. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. 
this this old phone with my SIM card in is in Manchester, three hours away. Um, so yeah, uh, no, that I had to do it with. Um, I've got two factor authentication on my Nintendo account now. Oh yeah, After which uses. That. Oh yeah, you got hacked, which, didn't you? Uh, someone tried to hack, but I don't think they got very far, nor did they do very much with it, uh, considering that my PayPal account was attached to it and could have very easily just bought a lot of games. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. If, did I tell this story on the podcast? About I don't the know Nintendo did. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, so some guy tried to log into my Nintendo account. He was based in Turkey. So I know Nintendo got uh, some details leaked uh, quite a while ago now hmm. um passwords and stuff like that so obviously that that information circling around but um i i i wasn't sleeping so at three o'clock in the morning my email pops up and says like hey this guy's trying to get into your account is this you <laughs> and it's like no clearly it's not me nintendo <laughs> it's like my all my locations i've the the only foreign location I've logged in is in uh, Mallorca when I took my Switch with me, mm. um, and even then it freaked the fuck out. Um, but no, so I, I I put they 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 don't have their own authentication app. They use they just piggyback off Google Authenticator. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that changing phones to, from iPhone to from to from Android to iPhone, and also trying to bring over your Google Authenticator account is the biggest ball ache i can imagine i have <laughs> ever because because uh for android stuff it just generates a qr code and then um and then you just you just scan you just scan basically um with your old phone you know with the new phone on the old phone whatever mm. for an iphone you've got to go onto the web page um, and it won't load on mobile because they know. So you got to go on your computer and you got to go. <laughs> so it's so to get to to get access to my own account and my own stuff. It took like an hour of futzing around with Google's backend stuff, which was the biggest ball ache I've ever so, ever had to deal with. So you're like, already regretting moving from Android to to iOS. No. Because it's it uh, iOS is very nice, Jacob. It is. So this iPhone, so this iPhone twelve is 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 glorious and very nice, and it keeps telling me to. I, I put on that screen time thing, and oh yeah, you know, and so it tells me off when I've been on my phone for too long. We have the same thing on Hannah's, or at least it was on Hannah's old phone. Um, where she'd set like an ideal bedtime and then he'd be like, go to bed, Hannah. And we're like, shut up. I want to play Danganronpa. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got that set for Monday through Friday because weekends is my time. Um, but uh, I, guess, I guess like I'll talk about like I, I, I subscribed for that f- first three months free to Apple Arcade. Okay, I've never touched Apple Arcade as long as I've had iPhones. Um, th- there's a weird selection of games on there, but most of them seem like uh, distractions more than, you know, actual anything you can actually games. get your teeth into. Yeah. Um. So you know, I just downloaded whatever looks nice. Yeah. I guess like, uh, um, it's a lot of endless runners and uh-huh. exit the gungeon. What was that on there? Yeah. yeah that was on there. Uh, like. Pac-Man Party Royale. Oh boy. 
because I bet some I bet somewhere somewhere uh, Pac-Man's branding means you can't say battle. Yeah, it's too or violent. Something along those lines. It's too violent. Um, I mean, the Apple are putting a lot of effort into like it's got its own section on the App Store now, which is wild to think about. Mm. Um, considering Apple's history with games, but uh, I, I downloaded a game called um, what was it called? Assemble with Care. Okay, which is like a point-and-click sort of story-driven game where it's very simple puzzles. You know, you're taking apart like you're a you're a can't remember what she's called now. Maria. Um, you play this girl Maria, and she's a repair lady, and she takes things apart and puts them back together for customers. Oh. Sounds quaint. And uh, yeah, so it's using a lot of like, you know, you're taking apart like a slide projector, which has got family memories of two characters and you see how their relationship, you know, mm. unfurled and oh. it's getting put back together and stuff like that. It's just reminding um, me of that TV show, The Repair Shop. I, you, The what? It's on like BBC on Sundays for old people. <laughs> Just, like the archers it's just, like... <laughs> it's just people bring in stuff and uh they're like oh, oh it's just handed down to me for my grandma and it would mean yes. a lot to me if you could restore it kind of thing so it's it's kind of that it's kind of that vibe except yeah. like in indie darling style you yeah. know like my wife gave me this watch um so yeah it's like you think it's focusing on like maria's and her repairing but it's actually like ha here's these two relationships that mm. like you're actively repairing them through accidental means basically yeah. um oh. uh, very, it's very nice it took me an hour to beat but it was a nice uh, hour it was a nice hour it, it put me straight to sleep yeah i played that at night um and then i also played uh rayman mini Mm, trying to think if I've played that or not. The Endless Runner Rayman in yeah, the style I've played of that. Rayman Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not very good. <laughs> <sighs> this is the best we can do with Rayman, apparently. Well, it's, it's you know, and now, and now that uh, On Cell's not there, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Rayman. But um, I mean, he deserves it. But still, yeah. Well, the, you know, hopefully his team. Or whoever was working on Rayman has the balls to like actually start taking back up, you know, pitching it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because this is it's so boring. These it's a missing... lot of these runner games are like even Mario runs not that fun. No, it's just yeah, it's just missing that 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 vibrance. You know, if it had like if it was, you know what, you know what would make it a very good runner, the if it was all set to like the musical levels yeah oh my god those were the best um which were basically just runner levels you know with skill yeah um, oh, some of the best parts of those games were the music levels yeah um god, I so you know, that game again the the black betty one yeah. is oh. maybe the funniest most stressful thing i've ever had to experience um, there's a really tough one at the end in the kind of underworld called the night of the livid dead and that was that was real tough oh it's, what what cracking pair of games those were so good i might i might i might replay those if if i i think i've still got them somewhere i think i downloaded them via gog i'm sure they were at least in the when i was considering my favorite games of all time i was like i'm sure they were at least in the the short list i can't remember if they made it into the top 10 or not but 
that's uh, that like yeah that first one was like a great return to form for rayman Mm. and then that second one just blew it out the fucking water almost immediately yeah um and and then, so much, I basically included all of the good parts of the first one as well, because there was so much of the, so many of the, I think they're called like flashback levels or throwback levels or something like that. But they just included the best levels from the first game in the second one. So it was like one and a half games. It was, yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to replay that shit. I would it's love on sale to play through the, that the with second, you if you did want to. The, the second one's on sale on Switch at the minute. I, I think believe. I've already got it. Yeah. It's one of those games I've bought several times. Uh, speaking of switches, yeah. uh, Joy Cons are getting a price reduction. Ooh, are they? They're also selling them um, singularly now, aren't they? Or at least yeah. the original ones. Yeah, the original ones I think are getting sold. The blue um, and the orange. Oh shit! Yeah, I got a bit uh, excited because I was like, oh man, maybe I can finally get two purple Joy Cons. But nope, there's still no right purple Joy Con. Uh, yeah, we've dumb. got the. Ollie bought me purple and orange last year for my birthday, and I bought him the navy and yellow ones. Mm. But we still need the pink and green to complete our collection. I've currently got a purple and a pink is my setup. Oh, cute. You know. I really yeah, want just... the Animal Crossing Joy-Cons. Yeah, Hannah's got the Animal Crossing ones. <sighs> you can get those from the Japanese Nintendo store, Are they back Lauren. in stock? I don't know. Oh, I can't every... tell you that information, but I can tell you that they're reducing the individual Joy-Cons by ten dollars. I mean, I'll take lot. it. I'll take it. It's still a fair, lot. As much like... as it's expensive, like I have had my Joy-Cons repaired by Nintendo, and I found it a fairly positive experience. Hmm. Um, I have yeah. the drift, the dreaded drift, in my original blue one. Yeah. Um. So I sent it off. You just they send you like a, a package thing. So I sent it off in the post, and then I was waiting for them to send me an email to say they'd received it, tell me what the problem was, and then I I was honestly expecting them to be like, "Do you want us to repair it? This is how much it's gonna be." Mm. And then I never got that email, and I was just like, "Oh god," because like if it was gonna be super expensive, I would rather have like replaced them. Um, yeah. But then. I just got another message like a couple of days later, like, yeah, everything is on its way back to you. And I was like, did they not repair it? And they just, they didn't charge me. And they also gave me a free one year's renewal on my warranty. Yeah. So I think Nintendo actually have uh, just bit the bullet on this and basically anything with drift on it. Because it's their fault. uh, (laughs) Yeah, because the poorly built. Uh, the first time around I mean, i've never had any issues with the only time i've ever had issues with my joy cons were um when i was putting the switch itself when it was docked behind mm. the tv and it would lose it would it would for some reason if i was sat too far away it would begin to lose connection. I, st- I still have trouble with that um even when i'm not too far away if i'm like oh. sitting back on the sofa sometimes and like oh, my leg is in the way of where the signal would be going then it will temporarily lose it and with some of the games i play stuff like smash it can be really frustrating so i have to make yeah. sure that i'm literally sat there with nothing in between the controller and the dock Obviously, it can mm. still be a fair distance. It's not like, you know, I've not got a massive living room or anything. Um, but yeah, no, it can sometimes be a bit a bit dicey um, in that respect, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I also have issues whenever my the batteries are low and it's just like starts to... See, I didn't you, know whether that fed what, into it or not. 
one one of my one of my Joy Cons has a weaker battery than the other, which yeah. I've, I've I've noticed because I'll always like check the battery. You know, it'll come up like battery's low, and it would always be like on the one. this one. This one's dead, and this one's perfectly fine. So that's strange. Yeah, that's probably a issue. It might it might be time to get a pair a pair of new Joy Cons? I've had these ones for three years. Yeah. I've not had any other. I've had, I've got like you know external controllers and stuff like that. But mm, I only had I, to replace the one, which was my my orange one, which, which I, is now pink. Yeah, I currently I currently use uh if I'm playing docs, I use a uh, the eight bit do. We love eight uh, bit do. 8-bit do wireless adapter which just lets me use my PS4 controller with my switch. Oh wow. Um which is perfectly fine for me. Yeah, I, um, I should probably give that a go. Uh I mean for I think it was 20 pounds. That was a good deal. No, it was less than 20 pounds. I'm going to say pounds. less than 20 Even pounds better. for it. It's a it's it's basically just a bluetooth device. Mm in disguise so it also works on my pc so that's how i've been playing you know engine stuff yeah uh, but it picks it up as an xbox controller because yeah. uh which is fine because that means i don't have to load up ds4 for windows for mm. um mm. for uh, game pass games uh in other in other news uh twitch is uh twitch and amazon are doing weird shit with dmcas it seems that people have cottoned on that people are streaming music via Twitch uh, while waiting or just in the background. Oh, well, just kind of, yeah. Um, like, we'll be so right back even... and they'll play some music in the background sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so <laughs> so they've just basically been either striking channels um, with, or, and users with DMCA copyright strikes, which is a big risk to big Twitch stars. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Maximilian. He does do that. That's why that was my uh, first thought when I, uh, when you said that, I, think, I was like, "Oh man, Max does that." I think he's had to delete something like uh, tens of thousands of clips off his Twitter, uh, off his Twitch. That's brutal. Um, because I think someone's generated like an app, basically made an app to go through your Twitch yeah. account for copyright stuff. God. Uh, so. Uh, you know, but it's weird because Amazon owns Twitch and Amazon owns Amazon Music. So why can there not be like a level of like, you know, workaround with Amazon, you know, as long as you use the... Amazon long... Music license stuff? Yeah, you know, you could link it in with Amazon yeah. Music yeah. Um, because they already link in Twitch with like Amazon purchases and stuff. Mm. Um, So mm. it's, it's just a weird, it's just a weird thing, but you know all these uh freebie freebie music places um that you know no copyright music for youtube and twitch mm. uh dedicated databases and stuff kevin mcleod's uh, gonna be uh even more popular well no well that depends that depends oh. because you have to still credit him um whenever you use it and a lot of people don't credit his stuff internet um, legend <laughs> Internet legend, Meatball Parade Ooh. Master. Yeah, sounds like um, Theme song maker of this po very podcast. Yep. Uh, the new one as well? Yeah. The, the jazzy intro? The jazzy intro, that's oh. his. That's in the top 10 at the minute because like, it was just. He's like an official member of, <laughs> of our podcast at this point. I would love to interview him at some point oh, in definitely. time of just like. 
you know, the man has made more pieces of music than some artists will ever make in a lifetime. Huh. And he makes... He, he, but his website's changed a lot now. It's no longer the... That, that old... Yeah, it's like got... I think he sold to somebody um, sold who just out, manages Evan. it. You sold out. Uh, all the stuff's still free, but it's yeah. still, but now a big button comes up and says, yeah, you can buy a license. You don't have to credit me. Oh, it's like, I, I, I would consider it, but also it's just easier for me to copy paste this message oh, into yeah. every video. <laughs> um, and then I don't think there's much else for news this week. I'm trying um, to think. Uh, really. Oh, Lauren. Yes. Tell me about The Sims. Okay, so there's a new Sims expansion pack dropping in November. So not like in like three weeks. It mm. is Snowy Escape for The Sims 4. And we all know that I'm a big schmuck for Sims. I have nearly 1,200 hours playtime currently. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's a it's a big old, big old expansion pack. And mixed mixed reviews i guess is like well not reviews but um reactions but i find the sims community is always very very split because half of them are always just hype for whatever we get and the other half is very i hate ea they don't give me anything i want i want this and then it whenever they'll have like very specific wants and when it's not what they want they will just shit on it mm. Um, but it's very exciting. It's going to be uh, like, it's all like based on Japan. So it's like a a mountain, snowy, like vacation destination. However, I think mm. for the first time, it's going to be like a blended world where there's going to be vacationed lots, but also residential lots. So you, it's not just predominantly residential or vacation because there's a few um, from other packs where it's just a vacation destination and everyone's a bit salty about it because you can't like have your sims live there yeah like um selva dorada and um granite falls but then you've got like um with island living you have um solani which looks like a vacation destination but it is just a residential world so apparently it's going to be both which is really cool oh. there's like snowboarding and mountain climbing and loads of like japanese inspired like build stuff so you can make like little sanctuaries and yeah i'm pretty excited that it's cool yeah it's I, i'm i will always buy a sims pack in, unless it's journey to matu that's like the only one that i <laughs> just i just the, can't the, the Star Wars Wars. Pack, yeah. i just can't see myself buying it <laughs> What kind of one is it? so is that a vacation one is it? Um it is like it's almost like the world has its own story so right. like it's almost like a, a separate like story that you can play through with your sims okay. but then once you get to the end of it it's like there's not really much obviously you no. get like the cosmetic side where you get like the new build mode items and, and... some stuff to use in your main game kind of thing Yeah but Quaint. I I don't mind build mode items, but when it comes to like outfits and stuff, I use a lot of custom content. I download mods and stuff, so mm. like I don't really use the the Sims clothes that much. Yeah, um, because it's it with Sims like people that download CC 
or custom content you'll split Mm -hmm. either you go for like what's called maxis match or alpha cc and it's like you either stay to the sims style which is obviously maxis it's very Mm -hmm. like cartoony and like play yeah but then you have i don't know if you've ever seen like people make super realistic sims no i have such little point of reference for the sims it's like just really realistic and not like the cartoony look yeah. that Sims has. So you can add loads of different details. And I, I tend to lean more towards the Alpha CC. Mm. Um, but people are very sort of like violently split down the middle on on that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm very excited. A Sim Civil War. <laughs> I, it's, I, I, the Sims, the Sims has always been like this weird weird thing where i've never actually put time into the actual the sims but i've always put time into like sim city yeah and stuff like that like the 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 aspects so i always i i I have played i think the last sims game that i actually touched and properly played was sims 2 oh i loved sims 2 um and i think i was just getting frustrated like why is this person not doing what i want it to do automatically why oh he's pissed the floor oh god (laughs) now he's dead um and i think that's about as much as you know and then laughing and then laughing with my friends as they did uh woo woo um because we were 12 or whatever (laughs) um yeah i me and my friend always used to play Sims 2. I, I haven't played Sims 3. That's the only one that I didn't really play. But I used to play a lot of Sims 2. And then I got back into Sims with Sims 4 like a, like three or four years ago. And yeah, it's one of those games where I will spend hours upon hours a day for months just playing it constantly. And then I just won't touch it for another few months. Like mm. There's just no in-between. Is it bad? I genuinely yeah, yeah. thought the most recent one was The Sims Three. I completely forgot Four existed. Yeah, this is Four. Four is the longest one that's still like producing new content because like everyone. There's so much stuff for Sims Two, though. I yeah, feel. yeah, Sims, and don't get yeah, me wrong. There was, there was that. There was that conversation when Sims Three came out of like, well, I've lost all my stuff for Sims Two. This game is bare bones. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, and I guess I guess that was just the reality of the, the reality hitting of like. Yeah, this is what a franchise like this does. As you know, you lose everything and we build it back up again so that you can buy it all over again. Yep. We all schmucks. We're all mm. schmucks. Uh, the the only other piece of news is that Darkest Dungeon two got announced. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Maybe want to play the first um, one again. I'm awful. Yeah. I'm awful at that game. Oh, I'm really I remember- bad too. I remember buying it after watching Ollie play it and it was like back in our very early days and I wanted to impress him so I also oh, yeah. bought it so I had so I could talk to him about it and <laughs> I was just really shit. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone can truly be good at that game. I think it's just brute forcing your way through until it's you've had a success. chaos. It's pure mm. like terrifying chaos it's one of those things where just like something goes wrong and then it gets even worse and it just spirals downwards yeah. and everyone's dying everyone's it's, poisoned it's like a D game where every dice roll has just one or 20 on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah no that so I, I a a friend of mine is a very very big fan of darkest dungeon i mean like thousands of hours put into mm. oh wow the first game 
um, and they they are not happy that it is on the Epic Game Store exclusively. Um, and this is the unfortunate, like this sort of like the unfortunate reality of where modern video games are going, yeah. which is it is it is no longer you know you can no longer be dedicated you, you know you can't have like i get people having complaints about epic and people having complaints about steam you know steam has its 70 30 split yeah. uh, which is old fashioned and you know only a holdover from early days of digital downloads and stuff like that because it just you know there was no other there was no other way was it. and and now i think epic epic game store is a 90 10 split hmm. um let me just double check that. Because um... the board game got announced too, didn't it? Yes. And the miniatures look lovely. Yeah, the board game. And it's only 70 quid, the Kickstarter. So it, I think it looks pretty cool. I think that'd be fun yeah. to play. Yeah. So, we, should, like... we should definitely, like we said that we wanted to get more into to tabletops. Mm. Uh, oh no, Epic is an 80... 80... 80 20 split that would make a hundred quick yeah uh oh no 12 percent. quick maths 12 percent. i don't know they've they, basically it's smaller than steam yeah um but the 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 thing with when you go exclusive on epic is that most of the contracts that people are signing is you know for a year you are with us and also we'll give you a chunk of change to help with the development so that's why a lot mm. of indie developers are going exclusive on or you know the smaller publishers like um 505 games and stuff like that you know with control uh when exclusive with epic is because hey development's getting more and more expensive before we can actually sell it we need to have this game get made exactly and it's so the the the, and I think it's like representative of how weird the video game industry has been for years and years where these exclusivity deals, okay, yeah, they they can be anti-consumer and stuff like that because you are, um, you know, you're limiting where it's going to go. But one, remember, it's only for a year. Yeah. Two, the game's in early access. Never buy a game when it's in early access. It's as bad as buying a game when it's in, pre, you know, in pre-order stages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's very few games where you should buy it in early access. Like I didn't buy Hades until just before the 1.0 patch yeah. because I didn't know if it was going to be a success or not. Um, like I know the game would go into 1.0, but I didn't know if it was going to be any good mm. during its development. Um, but it's we're no longer in, you know, it's the same with consoles. Like we're no longer in the... You, the, the the consumers are in a weird position where you know everything's not going to be actively available everywhere but we're in like this the 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 developers and the publishers and you know console manufacturers and stuff like that they're in a and and, you know amazon's now in amazon and google are now in this mix as well which is fucking weird to say uh it's now a con a content war like microsoft didn't buy bethesda to screw over consumers Mm -hmm, They did it to make their like console library. and plat yeah. and you know their ecosystem more attractive to um, you know potential people, especially when they start launching XCloud across everything. Yeah, and it's like, well, we've got we've got Skyrim on the go. Mm. 
doesn't matter what you've got, you can play your Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield. Um, it, you know, Amazon Amazon doing partnerships with Ubisoft. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. In, with Luna, and, you know, presumably at some point will do more deals along those lines. You know, like, you can see how it flopped for Google because mm. they've got fuck all. Um and so Sony Sony's like in this weird position where they're still trying to beat the you know the console generation drum of like you know as you usually would yeah but um you know what have they got other than like the very prestige games that they all yeah continue to put out over the PS their first party stuff which you know microsoft don't have microsoft only have like this massive library because they they splashed some cash (laughs) they they bought it which they had to because they wouldn't be able to compete this generation if they didn't like halo got delayed and doesn't have a release date it's a big hit um it's it's 2021 they said and there's still rumors going around that it will still be a split launch um so when my friend was like well this isn't fair you know they could have kickstarted it and stuff like that it's like yeah, but if they kickstarted it, I know that we everyone knows it would be a success. Yeah. But you can't guarantee it would be a success. You if you are if you are now an established studio, you can't you can't rely you, you mean you only have to look at Double Fine. Mhm. Um, you know, the, the Double Fine is now a Microsoft entity because they couldn't continue to fund themselves and their projects. Yeah, yeah presumably because you saw how mismanaged like it wasn't mismanaged it was just like we've got four million dollars and whatever's in the bank to make broken age oh no everything's gone horribly wrong because we've only got four million dollars let's hire all to make this game (laughs) let's hire these actors to make it oh shit oh the money's gone frodo baggins um wasn't he in that game yes and jack black was Jack Black in Broken Age as well? Yeah, he was uh, a smaller role than okay, um, but very clearly in there. Mm. Um, so my friend was just like, "Well, you know, it's like a spit in the face of the fans," and it's like it's not. It, like if they had gone exclusive after one point if they put out Dun- Darkest Dungeon two mm. and put it exclusively on the Epic Game Store. One, it's not a spit in the face, of, you know, because, like, okay, you might not like the Epic Game Store, but if you are desperate to play Darkest Dungeon 2 now, yeah, you know, when it launches in 2021, um, in early access, like, just download the Epic Game Store with a blank, you know, a blank email address. Yeah. Don't give your information. You, there are ways to get around it. Mm. Um, and I understand why people don't want to use the Epic Game Store, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, whatever. But like a lot of these people are just then saying, "Well, why is it not launching on Steam?" And it's just like because if Steam was still the only option, real, real option, yeah. like that's a monopoly. And like, why are we all as video game people, like video game fans, and whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want, you know, like when people are like championing like oh sony should have bought bethesda this that and it's just like yeah let's make bigger companies even bigger yeah and it's um you know 
it, it it's a weird it's a weird position like i think and i i think that conversation with that friend sort of opened opened that door in my mind of just like holy shit the video games have changed so rapidly in 2020 yeah without anyone really noticing mm. um crazy so so that's that's why i spent the last the last to uh, what Thursday Friday playing a game that came out in 2010 oh yeah um Segway. yeah <laughs> a segue did you like that yeah that was that was good uh yeah I've played through the entirety of Alan Wake in and a day Alan, what, in, in a day, day. Well, Joel. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a day it, it was, was two sittings. It was 100% within the same 24 hours because you downloaded it the evening before and the next day when me and Ollie got up, he said to me, I bet we get a message from Joel today that he's finished Alan Wake and lo and behold, that evening, you sent us a message that you'd finished Alan Wake. <laughs> right, I can tell. Two sittings, that basically means that you got up to poop in between. Yeah, had a bit of food, went back. No, I went to bed. After having a bit of food and a poo? I pooped, yeah. Uh, right, hang on. I'm I'm trying to find my Steam activity because stuff. Because I'm not judging you. In fact, I'm. if anything, I am extremely well, impressed. Oh, yeah, same. Well, th- this... this uh, this is more. This is more of the fact that, like, I am, will, uh, you know, unfortunately unemployed and with nothing else to do. <laughs> I no, it is. I, no, I have uh, mad so, respect. So, um, I, I can't find the the portion of Steam where it tells me when I started playing. Uh, it just says that I last played it on October twenty second. Anyway, um. Yeah, no, uh, so, hmm. Alan Wake is still really, really good. I, it, it is, it is a, I, we, me and Ollie are going to have a dedicated little video to mm. chatting about Alan Wake once he gets through it. And I'm not going to talk about like it in depth because Lawrence watching Ollie play. Yeah, um, I'm having the game. experience. So we've only done episode one. We were going to do longer, but I may have fallen asleep. Hmm. Yeah, that that the, the, it, there's only six episodes, um, and some of them are shorter than others. Uh, that game is that people people keep saying like, oh, it you know it uses all the bits and pieces of Twin Peaks, you know, the small town, um, weirdo lady with you know instead of a log, it's a lamp. Yeah, we saw we saw uh, lamp lady, and then there was the um. The, obviously the coffee and the cop yep so you know there's all that stuff so you get lured in with that but then like at some point during that game it changes very rapidly um and, you know people still say oh it's like a david lynch dream sequence and stuff like that. it's like no it's more like john carpenter's um in the mouth of madness uh which is about um an author who goes missing and and another and another guy goes to look for him and everything the author writes is slowly becoming true um where would you put it um because you've just you've just played control obviously the yes. linkage there like how would you compare it so what in the remedy in the remedy top top games yeah so i would put 
Control at the top. Ooh. Max Payne 2. Mm-hmm. Then Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Max Payne 1. And... Then Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then... And and then Quantum Break. Oh yeah, I forgot about um, that. Right, right at the bottom. <laughs> um, Alan Wake is super interesting in like how it plays because it, it's still very sim. It's still like Remedy, still coming straight off. Uh, well, I say straight off. I mean, it took them five years to make the game um, because at some point it was going to be an open world with a day and night cycle. Um, you know, you would be able to explore Bright Falls more. So, you know, like when you go into the uh, coffee, yeah, into the diner and you get in the keys and stuff like that, you can imagine like the cutscene that is before and after that of like, let's get in the car. You like, you would yeah. drive the car to the coffee hat, to the diner, go in, you know, do a GTA style thing and then leave and go to the uh, cabin, the, 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 the cabin, at, um, Cauldron Lake. Um, and then the night cycle, the day night cycle would occur, but uh, they cut all that stuff out um, because the game just wasn't coming to, wasn't forming. But the, the the way the game plays is like super interesting because there's no reticle on the screen. It's all done by the torch. So wherever Alan's pointing the torch mm. is where you're probably going to shoot. Mm. Um, but um, playing it on pc in going from so like i tried it with mouse and keyboard and then i swapped to a controller because but on like mouse and keyboard it's almost like a a wii game <laughs> you know where like you could point wherever you wanted yeah, like yeah. metroid prime 3 it looks a bit wonky kind of thing when the character actually wonky. does it yeah and it's just like oh right they're pointing diagonally like in a way that like a third person shooter never really feels yeah. like um but I really like the combat in that first the, the, in Alan Wake. It, it's a bit different in American Nightmare. Um, American Nightmare is a bit faster paced. Um, I mean, you get like a, co- a an assault rifle, and you know Alan Wake has an Uzi uh, and stuff like that. Um, so combat's a bit faster and a bit more hectic, but. God, like going from Alan Wake to American Nightmare, and it's just like, oh my God, American Nightmare is so boring. It's not scary at all. Um, it was a like Xbox Live Arcade release, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in it was in the similar vein to uh, Dead Rising Two Case Zero. Oh, I played that too. Yeah, uh, you know, like a small slice of what yeah. Dead Rising will be, but like it, at least American Nightmare tries, you know to do something different mm-hmm. um it's a different scope of americana and american horror stuff so you know it's a lot of 50s and deserts um iconography whereas like alan wake itself is a lot of like you know small small town washington dc yeah. um washington state and um you know forests logging areas mines and stuff mm. like that uh whereas american nightmare is you know space age you know weird stuff is going on at the drive through theater um alan alan's in a different outfit in american nightmare he's got a grunge 90s grunge outfit on. 
Um, yeah, no, I. But going from like control to Alan Wake is real wild of just like how much like Quantum Break was such a shit show. Yeah. Like, so and, uh, Lauren, you, you've seen Ollie play this. Uh, Alan Wake. Alan Wake is like quite kind of fast and loose with its combat. Yeah. Um, it feels like an old school. You know, it feels a little bit like Max Payne too. In fact, um, it's a little bit floatier than Max Payne Two. Max Payne Two's like very stilted. Um, you know, it's a you know that's a action game first. You know, everything else second. Um, Control plays a lot more like Max Payne Two than Alan Wake does, but Alan Wake still has all the stuff that like Max Payne Two had, like the HUD elements of like ammo full in big massive font when you try to collect more revolver ammo and stuff like that and like an inventory um you know choose your weapon and um whereas control is you know you have two guns at any one time and it's infinite ammo and like just and you've got psychic powers and stuff uh but like quantum break doesn't let you shoot and move you have to get into cover and like shoot like a tv show would Mm. um and it's just like highlights how bad Quantum Break was and such a weird like outlier for Remedy of just like, this is so weird. This is mm. so bad. How did this happen? Yeah, I do wonder how they kind of had that idea. Um, it obviously must have been a case where they did it one way with Alan Wake. We're like, okay, maybe we'll try a bit different for Quantum Break. And then we're like, this didn't work. Maybe we should go back yeah. to a bit more open combat for something like Control. Yeah, and you know, like Alan Wake still holds up even ten years later. It's it's super which... pretty. I was really surprised at how pretty it was. Yeah, so you you you'll be playing it in I think 1080p. Yeah, we're playing it on the the laptop. On the laptop. So I played it in 4K. So that's a game that could really do with like a a fan made 4K patch mm. or something, um, just because the UI is. Uh, very small um in the in the video that me and ollie will probably do about it you'll people will see like the ui is like super tiny Mm. uh, because it's still trying to it's you know it's scaling for 1080p and it's but it made it a little bit like it that made it a little bit more fun for me because it was just like everything's off to the side i don't have to focus on like if i don't want to focus on anything without you know because i don't like to play without a hood Mm. Because um, Alan Wake's one of those games where you don't need a HUD at all, really, yeah. other than like to manage health and battery levels. But if you're getting hit, you're probably going to die very quickly anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. And but then also like, so I played through both Alan Wake games like after finishing Control and finishing Control and the A A W E um, expansion. Hmm. Um, Yo, I that's a. I'd say Control is what maybe maybe one of the only games that I have continued to think about in a while <laughs> after finishing playing it. Um, just everything like everything about it, from like the way it doesn't treat people like idiots. You know, hmm. you get it. Well, I said this last week. Like, 
once it explains something or it's shown something, it doesn't then spend five minutes explaining it unless you go and search out like the, you know, the additional documents and stuff like that. But I have a video about control coming out soon, nice. which is more to do about its architecture than anything. I hope people like hearing very basic analysis of brutalism. <laughs> brutalism. Yeah. Uh, think think uh, big grey buildings, skyscrapers and Lovely. stuff. Um, yeah, no, control, control ends like really strongly. Uh, the AWE DLC has a very bad boss in it as it tries to uh, link itself with uh, Alan Wake. Um, it's a lot of like managing light and darkness um, oh, stuff. Wow. So, um, but uh, luckily, like I, so when I, so that boss was just taking for fucking ever because it's one of those where it's like it'll do something and then it'll start to recharge its health, but you can never, I could never do, move fast enough to prevent the health recharge. Yeah. So luckily remedy i think have realized like oh people come to our games for story some of the you know most people come to our games for story hmm. first sometimes so there's a there is totally accessibility options and instant kills in there okay, so i yeah. just turned that on shot the boss once and saw the story through because i was like <laughs> i've been doing because i was i was watching the footage back just to see how it was and it was like half an hour of me futzing around with this last boss <laughs> not dying infinite respawning enemies and it was just like oh this is too this is too much um but yeah no i i, I control control surpassed max pain 2 for me just in like terms of game and story hmm. um there's a great great fake out um in that game um Interesting. And yeah, no, and uh, you know, and going back to Alan Wake, like I'm sat in the same room I played Alan Wake a decade ago, <laughs> in nearly the same position. Funny, uh, just ninety degrees turned, um, and it, yeah, it was it was interesting, you know, and like also like so most games don't do this. Like I don't think any game's done this. Um, like Alan Wake's reloading stuff is very stressful because he won't automatically start to reload his gun. Uh, oh, you right. have to hammer down X if you've got like the revolver or the shotgun, mm. and so Alan will manually put in each oh, that's thing. Interesting, yeah. And the faster you tap it, the faster he'll put it in. So if it's getting a bit hairy, like you can reload a lot faster. Oh. But then American Nightmare takes away a lot of that by automatically giving you a nine millimeter and an assault rifle and a combat shotgun. <laughs> So reloading also, under stress is never a thing. You just swap to your other gun. Yeah, and also like, oh, you just press X once and you've immediately reloaded. Yeah. Um, but that that game has a time loop thing, so I thought I was like, oh, that was relatively easy, and then it 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 wasn't. It did it made me do the same things three times. Yeah. In a row, like different variations, you know, like. Ah, this is you know what exactly what to do at this point, so mm. you already go do it instead of like having to go back all around the houses and stuff like that. But yeah, um, what's everyone else been playing though? That's Jacob. enough of control and Alan Wake. Wow. Uh, Lauren, do you have anything um, besides just generic Sims and watching Ollie freak out over 
Norman Reedus and a baby because he just bought yeah. Death Stranding yesterday. Uh, I've not really been playing much, but I but I hear you've got some things to talk about. I have a few things. <laughs> uh, just just before that, Lauren. Yes. What do you make of Death Stranding? I feel like like I'm I'm a pretty straight laced kind of gal. Never done drugs, but I feel like I have done drugs when I watch Ollie <laughs> play this game because. Okay, I th- the weirdest thing is the fucking baby. The baby's weird. The baby cries through the PS4 controller and I hate mm. it. It's honestly like the dog hates it as well. <laughs> um, He'll just be snoozing on Ollie's lap and all of a sudden the controller starts crying oh. and Melvin is not happy. <laughs> oh um, It's just really fucking weird. Honestly, like, but one I'm, thing... Ollie's only... Ollie's yeah. only a few hours into it. Yeah, I'd say he's it, about six hours in. He played yeah, a little bit this morning. It just goes. It 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 <sighs> it is totally unfiltered Kojima in a way that I don't think anyone will allow him to do that ever man again. Is doing all of the drugs all at once. That's the only explanation for this monstrosity that has been created. Like I <sighs> Oh no no no! It's not drugs. He's just a very bad writer. It's just so <laughs> fucking weird. Like, uh, d- don't get me wrong. Ollie is having a great time. It is hundred percent his shit. But he, oh, it, like uh, it is. It is. It is exactly like Ollie's type of game. And I had like I. I think Ollie will have a very similar reaction to what I did with that game when, because I, God, that's nearly a year old now. Mm. Um. Like when I got that game on last year and it was just like, oh my God, this story's so bad, but I love playing it. Yeah, I think it's very, you, you basically like at the moment, at least for us, we have just got to assume and make our own plot connections and, and stuff based on... Do, do, do not worry. There is multiple cutscenes oh, where... Yeah. There are multiple cutscenes where they will elaborate the ending is a two-hour elaborate, like... Oh, God. Basically, when Ollie hits the point of no return, you know, like most open-world games have, of, yeah. like, story, the story's coming to a wrap-up, mm. you've, you've got to literally carve out two hours of your time. Yeah, the other day, he literally just had to turn the PS4 off during a cutscene because it was that long, but <laughs> we had to go. <laughs> oh, you, you can you can pause cutscenes and put it to sleep, and it will resume from oh, where. Interesting. You, you you can straight up there, there. If you press the pause button, it won't skip. It will literally pause. They 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 introduced this in uh, Metal Gear Solid Four when they realized like, oh right, yeah, people have got to do stuff during this hour long. Oh cutscene. my god, I wish Xenoblade Chronicles Two did that because Jesus. Least, yeah, at least uh, at least they're aware. Oh, incredibly aware! Like I, I don't think it. I, I've got. It was. Um, it was also used in uh, Mel Gear Solid Two and Three. I want to say as well. I can't remember. I never pause those cutscenes. When, whenever, whenever I, when I think the only stuff that it's not in is like the codec calls and stuff. Um, but Mm. no, because when, because I always, whenever I'm playing a Kojima game, post Mel Gear Solid One. Um, I will always uh, carve out time where it's just like, nope, this is what I am doing. I will not do anything else for the next few hours. Yeah, because during the ending cutscene, which is literally two, the, the ending sequence, which is nearly two hours fucking long, I had to leave the house 
And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> That's like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be interested when Ollie returns next mm, week honestly. to talk about that game. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to hear about it because I, I haven't played it myself. I've obviously, I've seen people talk about it and whatever. Um, and it just seems like such a, a unique kind of off the wall game to the point where I feel like yeah. it's actively deterred me from playing it because I don't know if it's my kind of thing because there's nothing else like it. Yeah. It, we yeah, just got like... to the bit this morning where the 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 origin of the bridge baby has been elaborated <laughs> upon where we learned that the the bridge babies which detect the BTs um yep. So they they are in their dead mother's wombs so that they have a connection with the living world and the land of the dead, which is why when you plug yourself into one, you can sense the BTs. When you plug yourself into a baby, that is. Yeah, it was pretty weird. There was Mads Mikkelsen, then he was going in your mouth, and then you were in the baby's mouth, and there was Mads Mikkelsen, and Norman Reedus was naked. Yeah, it was like a fever dream. Oh, the 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 BBs the BBs are pulled out of the womb, uh, twenty eight weeks, so they're between life and death. Would um, watching a let's I... play of this game suffice? Yes, yes. Uh, I hundred percent would not play this myself. A let's play without commentary. Yes, okay, just you need to immerse yourself. Yeah. It's just so f- the weirdest thing for me was when all of a sudden it was like a music video. Like he was just walking along, and then all of a sudden this song starts playing. The camera zooms out. You have no control over the camera. You're walking along, and it's like this fucking song is playing, and then the song finishes, and you just zoom back in again. He just carries on walking. Wow, artsy. It was. It's just one big trip. It's, it, it's like the it ladder is, scene out of Metal Gear Solid Three. But extended to a full game, nearly. Yeah. Uh, that the mel- the 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 microwave corridor from Metal Gear Solid Four, um, like Metal Gear Solid Four was doing weird shit with like, um, cutscenes and stuff, like um, the split screen. The split screen in when you're fighting a boss in Metal Gear Solid Four towards the end. And it splits in half so that you can also watch Raiden and Vamp have a sword fight, but you can't focus on the sword fight because <laughs> oh, you've yeah. still got to focus on not getting a game You're over. You're playing the game. You're playing the game as well. Um, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid Two had its uh, you know postmodernist like turn off the game console mm. uh, messages, and Metal Gear Solid Three was a bit more straight straightforward and you know the but still did its artsy stuff with the ladder and the boss fight and um i mean mel gear solid one like mel gear mel gear 2 for instance was a weird thing when that launched in the in early 90s Mm. of like long stretches of time of just conversations between two characters i keep thinking you're Uh, gonna say mel gibson mel gibson (laughs) well metal uh, gibson <laughs> Metal Gibson. That truly really is the darkest timeline. Oh, me- metal- <laughs> what an invincible Mel Gibson! Metal Gibson. <laughs> He's taken coming- over the world. <laughs> He's coming to be racist down your phone. Give me back my son. Oh, no, I do this thing that Ollie really hates. Is that like I, 
I don't even think I have a hearing problem, but like I just don't hear what people say to me. But instead of asking them to repeat themselves, I will just repeat what I thought oh. they said. <laughs> and it drives him up the wall. Like he said something to me the other day and I was like, banana pancakes. And he was like, no, like, what? <laughs> and it just drives him up the wall. And yeah, so every time you do it, I'm just like, Mel Gibson, no, Mel Gibson. no. Yeah. I really need to play those games. I'm like, Always feel like I'd enjoy Metal Gear Solid so much. You, you, you would. You, you will enjoy Metal Gear Solid more than you will enjoy Death, Death Stranding. But they are a great introduction to, like Hideo the Kojima. weirdness, the 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 weirdness and why people were drawn to Death Stranding mm. in the first place. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. The like you so. Obviously, like the weirdest, the weirdest thing in that entire game is uh, Guillermo del Toro is in that I've game. I've seen the screenshots, yeah. Uh, as one of the main, he is Dead Man. Um, Don't forget, it's... die, die hard, die man. hard, man, <laughs> die hard, man, and um, uh, well, and then Sam Bridges is called Sam Bridges because that's the faction he comes from, and also he's bridging the gaps between america to rejoin mm. it isn't jeff keely uh, in that game as well jeff keely's in that game and conan o'brien's in that game. pope himself what's that the, he, do you remember that meme that went around he was like with his doritos oh, and, yeah. and, do, and he had like a dorito hat on <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah mads mickelson's in that game you the the you will you will encounter more of mads mickelson as you go along i like mads mickelson a lot he's cool yeah. He is the best part of that entire game he, because he's got those unique silver fox vibes. Ooh, I yeah. kind of fancy Mads Mikkelsen. I don't blame you. Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Um. The, the the Mads Mikkelsen stuff is better than the Norman Reedus stuff because obviously Norman Reedus could not be there for every sequence in that game because he is the main playable character and like he's a busy man and has walking dead things to do and other stuff to do so there are large se- there's a large sequence in that game where he just doesn't talk mm. even though it feels like he should be in conversation with the character that he is currently carrying like this character is talking at him and he's not talking he's back. Not responding. Um, and it's all done. And like, it's weird. So he like does a thumbs up and stuff like that instead of like saying like, mm, see you later and stuff. Um, but whereas Mads Mikkelsen is only in that game for maybe a handful of hours at most. Um, so he's. Uh, they got him for a weekend to record his stuff. They, but he did all the mocap for it. Oh, cool. Like Norman Reedus did all the mocap, most of the mocap anyway. Mm. Like the stuff where he's got to act, he did the mocap. The stuff where he's, um, you know, I I don't know. Mm. I considering that this was supposed to be Silent Hills. That's yeah, that's very weird to think about. Um, this is what it became. This is this is kind of what it became, and now the Kojima Productions are working on their next game, apparently. They're currently scoring the music for it and hiring up. Um, We shall await with bated breath. I bet it will be... See what fresh nightmare he unveils upon us now. I bet it will be a smaller scope game than Death Stranding. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Jacob. Yes. What have you been playing? I've been playing a few things. 
fellow beans. Um, how do we want to do this? Um, I guess the smallest one of all of them would be uh, a small Hades update again. Um, mm. I've now beaten the game with every weapon. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, last time I spoke about this, it was the bow and the shield I think I'd beaten it with. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of, obviously, as you get to a point in that game where you're upgraded so much to where it kind of becomes a bit easier and you understand room layouts and things like that a bit better. Um, so, yeah, uh, managed to do it with the rest of the weapons. So now I'm just a bit kind of like, I guess I just try and do it with the harder settings to try and upgrade the rest of the things and whatever. Because yeah. it was kind of like a soft objective for me where I was like, well, I've you know done it with these weapons, but I've not done it with these ones. So, yeah, I'll try and do it. So I know I know there is how many completed runs have you done? Uh, it would be it would just be the six with the, with one with each weapon. So you want try and get to ten completed runs. 10 runs. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be you know Packed ten in a row. Yeah, uh, it's just like just make sure you finish that game with ten cleared ten runs be, uh, because there is extra story stuff after ten, like yeah. an actual credits after you hit. 10 I've, like that's hmm. that's the end of the that is if you if you stop playing after the 10 runs you'll be more than satisfied kind of the with end like of the, the main story yeah like the conclusion and stuff like that okay. uh, which is which is my current goal i, I want to get back into that game and uh hmm. hit that i want to i want to get good with the gun i really enjoy um, the gun and the bow yeah. and arrow i think that was the first uh, one that i did it with after my initial two that i spoke about last week um it was the the close range stuff that i struggled with the most so yeah i think i did it with the gun and then it was the fists and then i was stuck with the sword and the spear for a while um got really yeah, lucky my... with my sword build ended up having one where it's like you just hold attack and it attacks really quickly and then got that in combination with the uh deedless hammer upgrade that allows you to you have like a load less max health but each strike that you do replenishes two health so i just kind of kept chopping and chopping and chopping and not really losing health I could kind of just like the mitigate the damage. Yeah, exactly. Just chopping. Um, and then, yeah, the spear took me the longest. Um, but I ended up just upgrading, I think it's the aspect of Hades or something like that, to get like a strong sweep attack. And yeah. Yeah, I, w- I want to get back into that game. I want to see that story through. Mm. I want to see the, I want to see some of the romance options and stuff I like that. I tried my dandest to, to, mo- to romance Dusa before this podcast <laughs> so I could talk about it. I've, I've given her as much as I can, but I feel like I just need to talk to her more at this point. Um, cause I think, I don't think I can give her anything more right now. I'm not at the point where I can give her an Ambrosia yet. Um, I did that for Skelly. I did Skelly's little side mission when you give him yeah. Ambrosia. Do you have you have you done that? I I've seen it. It's yeah. No, it had me going. I, like spoilers, I guess. I don't know if I presume Lauren doesn't care and whatever. Well, um, no, I, I, yeah, no, I don't care. Yeah, he little... still hasn't done it because he's silly. Yeah, so spoilers for the little side quest that you do for Skelly. But um, once you reach a kind of high enough relationship rating with him. Um, he's like, I'm going to level with you. Me just standing around here, unable to die in the underworld, basically being your training dummy. I want to die. I, I don't want to be here. Um, so you have to level up one of your swords enough. And then if you beat him up enough with that sword, it will kill him. And I was like, well, you know, it's what he wants. He's one of my good friends. I will oblige his wish. And you do it. And it was a really sad moment. And you get like a quest pop up for 
for doing it. You get a reward. And then he comes back and he was like, how'd you go in, didn't I? And I was like, <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> I was well sad that I was like, right, I guess I'm going to do it now. I'm sorry, Skelly. It's like taking old Yeller out back. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, Except Skelly. I'm going to have to do it. And then he just came back and was like, that was funny. <laughs> it's like shit. that Barney Gumball meme. Yeah, he just came back in. <laughs> I threw him out and he just walked right back behind me. Um, so yeah, uh, still enjoying it. Um, not been playing it quite so much over the past day or two because, yeah, as I say, that kind of objective I had of finishing it with all the weapons is kind of done with now. And I didn't feel like I had a lot much more to do other than upgrading stuff and kind of just beating the game to experience a bit more story. But hearing that 10 runs is kind of the, the point to get all the main story done with, that's kind of given me a bit more direction with it. So I'll probably go back to it. Yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at is like, I want to get a completed run with all the weapons, mm. get decent at the um range stuff because i'm terrible with it the bow is my um, favorite weapon still yeah and then and then see that see those 10 runs through i think i've got two cleared runs so yeah uh no, you know wait well, a ways off but no, this is something something to do yeah um, um so that was my that was my hades update at the very least um i suppose i'll get into my battlegrounds chat now um oh Go oh, before boy. I get into the two main things that I've been playing. Uh, yeah, I played some more Battlegrounds this morning so that I'd have a little story time for you guys. It's, <laughs> it's the only reason I turned up. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you'll remember, last time we left, <laughs> we were in Scotland with Jessica Johnson, Buff Merida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, who was about to face off with Natalia Neidhart, who couldn't spell. Um, so beginning then i beat natalia mainly with a motorcycle that we found under the ring um once the match was over jessica johnson introduces natalia to her friend agnes who just so happens to be a medieval trebuchet Uh, excuse me as in like like a catapult a big wooden catapult called agnes it doesn't it's not like humanoid it doesn't talk or speak but apparently it has a name it's called agnes okay um Natalia is like, you're not going to catapult me. You're bluffing. Um, She wasn't. So she catapulted Natalia, presumably to her death. Um, Oh. After after beating her in a match, she just fired her off. Um, Oh. Yeah. Uh, We later find out that she she was aimed to land in a lake, so it's all okay. Um, Oh, thank God. Yes. And Jessica tells Steve Austin this over dinner. Um. Paul Heyman joins them at dinner um, and says that he's come up with a nickname for Jessica Johnston, which is the Loch Ness Mobster. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the monster, no, a mobster. Um, oh. Which Jessica absolutely loves because she's dumb. Um, Austin is also face farming in the background as Heyman gives this uh, nickname to her, so at least Austin has some sense in this scenario. Good old Steve. Yeah. Um, Beth Phoenix flew over with Paul Heyman as well and isn't happy that her friend got shot out of a catapult, um, (laughs) which led to the line, nobody catapults my best friend over a castle wall and gets away with it, which is not something I'd experience in a wrestling game, but (laughs) here we are. Um, Beth was a really difficult fight, actually, but I still managed to win. Um, The the, the sad thing is, is I can picture both Beth Phoenix and Natalia saying this line in their very stilted <laughs> promo because neither of them are a good promo. If Natalia so did I can it, ima- yeah, it would be followed with one of her 
ha kind of general Natalia noises when she gets excited. Yeah, like her her fake acting. I can't act, yeah. but I'm trying my best. Yeah. Um, I can. Yeah, can it's sad it. that I can. I can, It's sad that like you saying Beth Phoenix is involved with this line. Yeah, is the most realistic <laughs> thing this game has actually. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the more believable parts. Um, so yeah, beat Natalia, uh, beat Beth Phoenix, sorry, um, who was actually one of the harder fights. Um, she asks not to be catapulted, rightly so. Um, so instead, Jessica has her tied to a horse and and ran away from the castle. Um, what? Yeah, just tied to a horse and it's just off you pop. There you go. Oh, um, like being dragged behind the horse? No, on top of it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean that'd so be we're brutal. Not total monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's 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 a baby face after all. She's not a heel. Um, apparently, Beth Phoenix, as she's going away, she shouts that she's going to tell Nia Jax about this. Oh no, <laughs> not Nia Jax. Oh yeah. Steve Austin says, "Oh no, Nia Jax. <laughs> now you've poked the bear, or that if bears could talk, they'd say that you've poked Nia Jax." <laughs> um, so it's, it's, this is serious business now. Um, Naya turns up and literally says nothing to us. Um, she was she was quite a difficult fight, so it seems like maybe the difficulty is amping up on the game, um, or maybe they just made Nia Jax and Beth Phoenix particularly hard. Um, we never see what happened after I beat Nia Jax, but honestly, after what Jessica did to the other two, I dread to think what she did to her. Um, Steve Austin then takes Jessica to Orlando to the performance center. And says it's not that different from Scotland. It just has more reptiles, sinkholes, and humility. Humility? Humidity. Maybe it doesn't have humility either. (laughs) (laughs) So we're now at the Performance Centre. We're done with Jessica Johnson. All the new recruits are at the Performance Centre now. So it was nice to see Bolo and Billy and and (laughs) Stelazar and the Vela twins. They were all there. The whole gang's there. Um, they tried to play a video message that Vince McMahon sent them, but an, an ominous message stating that the disruptor is in control appears on the screen instead. Um, Billy Huggins says it must be a hacker, and he advises that no one give them their PIN number, um, <laughs> to which the hacker then puts a message on screen and says that Huggins is a dummy because calling it a PIN number is redundant because the N in number is... Well, N in PIN number stands for number, so... What a goof. Oh my. The uh, the hacker states oh. that they're the missing link to the Battlegrounds crew and that he requests Austin to find him in Detroit. So we go to Detroit, the Motor City. Um, He finds a guy. He, if he actually ends up finding the guy, sorry, Gabriel the Disruptor Pierce in Detroit, um, he's, Gabriel says he's been winning local matches for years and that Austin should give him a go. Um, Austin is basically like, eh, no. Um, but then Gabriel threatens him with the fact that he also has Austin's search history, and then Austin is like, "Okay, yeah, you can have it. You can have a shot." <laughs> so, Lord knows what Steve Austin's been looking at, but apparently, it's enough for him to turn around on this situation. Um, I'm not sure if Steve Austin was made aware that he's being defamed in this sense in this game. It's being it's, implied that he's in got, some weird shit. He's got he's got ladies on rattlesnakes. Oh yeah. Uh, that. Rattlesnake dildos. Nice. Yep. Snakeskin dildos. Um, <laughs> so slippery when wet. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah. We, as Gabriel the disruptor, uh, we fought the Miz 
uh, first of all, and beat him pretty easily by using an exploding barrel of petrol on him uh, because we're wrestling in a, in a garage, uh, being the Motor City and all. Uh, the Miz says something isn't right here. Um, and I noted this down specifically because his face in the comic looked more like JBL than The Miz. <laughs> <laughs> um, turns out that Gabriel hacked Austin's email to make The Miz come here. Miz says he's done with the internet because, I mean, first of all, apparently a Nigerian prince took all his money and now this. <laughs> oh my God. So the Miz is a sucker, apparently, yeah. Uh, later in the day, Gabriel is educating Austin on the fact that when you put stuff in the recycle bin in Windows, it doesn't fully delete it. Um, to where they find... they find you, this I don't happened. know if you're bullshitting No, 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 now. this is real. This is just them, like, <laughs> at some point in the day, they're just walking to the ring eating pizza and he's like... Yeah, so if you actually put it in the recycle bin, it doesn't delete it. And Austin's like, really? What? Um, I, I tell you what, you can fix my phone anytime. Yeah. They find our truth in the ring, who's apparently been there for an hour. Um, neither of them contacted him. He just kind of showed up in typical our truth fashion. Um, instead, Steve Austin was like, I called someone else. I called in Luke Gallows from Impact Wrestling. Um, <laughs> just exempting the Impact Wrestling part, obviously. Um, and uh, but Gabriel also called someone as well as well using Austin's credentials, which is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, the Rock comes in and calls our Truth and Luke Gallows peons, which is uh, the Rock terminology, obviously not not jabronis, but peons. Um, and that begins the most random fatal four way of all time. Yeah, with the Rock, our Truth, Luke Gallows, and the Disruptor, and that's where I got up to. Oh so. boy. It's all happening. Jake, Jacob, every week this just gets worse and worse. What do you mean? And you're Austin receiving IT tips and... At, like, it started off really weird, but now it's like reaching like absurdist levels where it's like reaching back around from like, haha, this is so funny, it's good, to, oh my god, what this is, is so weird, to, <laughs> it, it's like, you're questioning, is like... Is this real? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I've got like, the rest like of this. Like a team had to sit down and write this. Yeah. And then and then hire artists to, to or like it. use their art team to draw it. Yeah. Can you imagine and them being presented with the script and just being like, oh re really? <laughs> and then and then coders had to like make the comic book mm. for you to read it and to scroll through it and zoom through it and oh yeah, so I mean, we've got the rest of the Disruptors chapter, and then we're up to WrestleMania. So it'll either be next week or the week after that. I guess I'm done with this, but and then and then we'll be able to. And then who knows what I'll do? Recreate it. What am I going to do yeah, on my know. weekly story time? We'll have to find something else. <laughs> Some kind of other weird ass game for me to recount. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's Battlegrounds, uh, which brings me on to the two main things I'd say I've been playing this week. Um, do we want to start with the good news or the bad news? Let's start with the good news. The good oh, news. Lord. Okay. Um, so on a whim, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking early this week about the Scott Pilgrim game re-release they're going to be bringing out because I absolutely love that yeah. game. Um, and it kind of got me hankering for a bit of a beat em up. Um, and kind of on a whim slash it's something I've been keeping my eye on for quite a long time. Um, I bought Streets of Rage 4. Oh. Yeah, so I played this via Game Pass. Oh, it's on Game a Pass. Oh. 
like a little while ago. Mm. I want to know what you think of Streets of Rage 4. So Streets of Rage 1 is a game I hold quite dear to myself because it was Mm. on the... When, I, when we got our Mega Drive initially, it had the, the six-in-one game cart with it that had like Sonic 1 and Columns and all that bullshit on it. Um, and had Streets of Rage 1 on it, which I absolutely loved. Um, I still go back to it every now and then. It's pretty fun. Um, Streets of Rage 4, I am really I am enjoying it a lot. I, the only, I guess the only real gripe I'd say is that I know they want to kind of recapture the old magic as it were because there's not been a streets of rage game in a really long time but yeah. there are a few things they could have still modernized um otherwise it's really really great i'm enjoying the kind of nostalgia trip of it and kind of the new characters are fun they feel like they fit in with the with the existing ones um was a little bummed out i had to unlock the guy that i played as in street fighter street fighter streets of rage one um which was adam um oh right okay but i yeah go i, I thought i i i thought that game played a lot better than i thought it was going to like yeah the risk reward of using your health for special moves uh-huh. and um you know and then also like you know like you said it could have done to modernize a few things the, when i say that I, I mainly mean the lack of a block button frustrates me yes Bla- lack of a block button and i don't know like because there are some situations where you'll be given a a bunch of enemies to take out and i feel like sometimes there's just a no-win situation where it's like okay well if i go for these guys this guy's going to come up behind me and batter me um yeah especially like the guys with the taser and stuff like that yeah it's just Uh, some of the some of the enemy configurations where it's just like yeah you, you don't really stand much of a chance of not getting hit sometimes but then again that feeds into the kind of managing of the health items in the level that you come across and knowing when to use those because it's very you know it's, it's very attractive prospect just like punching a bin open and being like oh wait chicken um i want to have i want to do it straight away um but then you're like wait no if i kind of fight the enemies that are probably going to be in front of me first and then use the chicken afterwards that's probably the better idea so you have to kind of manage your health in in that kind of sense as well so you, yeah i guess you get rid of that but the game's not particularly long like no. it requires you know i bought it, 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 it oh when did i buy it i bought it last night actually um and yeah i played it for probably about probably played it for about an hour and a half maybe two hours and i'm, I'm at stage like 10 out of 12 mm. something like that it, it's a game that you're definitely it, it, is built to be played multiple times with different characters and difficulties and and, and so on co-op and like hey yeah. let's play this and it's like let's see if we can do it on the hardest difficulty and, yeah um, um the f- soundtrack I, I, is probably I, my favorite part the soundtrack is fantastic as someone who's really into real synth wavy sort of stuff um mm. that's kind of like my main genre of music that i listen to nowadays um, i like how great i like how chunky it looks yeah everything has like a weight to it the art um, style is great um with the, the kind of cell shading side of things and the only, the only thing is like movement i think could be smoother than like a block button like i know it's trying to recreate yeah. you know that streets of rage four mm-hmm. you know the streets of rage two uh two one and two feel yeah um but it's 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 one of those things where i'm just like everything when you're in combat and like you know dialing out combos mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's like that feels incredibly feels smooth really but then good. it's like yeah. and then and then suddenly it's like haha remember the 90s 
Yeah, it's whenever like, you have to move, and it's just like ah, oh, when it's going geez. when it's going right, it feels so right, <laughs> which is where it's like, you know, you jump kick into a guy, do a four hit combo, they bounce off the wall, you can jump back into them again and then pick up the combo. That's really really fun, and it feels amazing when you do that. But yeah, so many times where you're like in the middle of a, a big combo or something, and then someone will just walk up behind you and just tap you or something, and it just takes yeah. you out of everything, and you're like, uh, it's just a bit stuttery and juddery and yeah as i say the block button would help with that um in terms of the movement side of things that you mentioned um it is one of the things that kind of feeds into how the different characters work um because the the kind of one of the new characters the girl cherry who's the daughter of adam um she's the only one who can actually run in the game if you like double tap right she can actually run and she has like a really good like dash attack that way whereas yeah adam has like a, a normal just kind of like step dash sort of thing um, I think the other new character, I can't remember what his name is. I think it's Floyd or something like that. The guy with the big metal arms. He can't mm. dash at all. Um, he's all about like picking people up and chucking them at each other and whatever. Um, didn't get on too well with him just because I think I like the mobility a bit more. But yeah, I, I, they've put I, a lot of thought I, I, in. And uh, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying I was, it. When, when, when I played it, I was like very surprised at how well like they'd managed to, Yeah, you know, do the you know the, it's not it's not a one to one you know, but that's fine. Yeah, like you don't want you don't want just Streets of Rage one mm. all over again or Streets of Rage two all over again. You you know it does its own thing while still yeah harkening back to what people actually wanted. Um, it plays as if you remember as you remember. Yeah, it. I like all the, one the, of the new things. stuff they've introduced, especially um. One of the recurring characters that you come across, who I, I really hope you unlock at the end of the game, but I don't know, um, is Estelle, the police lady. She's cool as shit. Yes. Oh my god, it's like Rhea Ripley <laughs> if she was a as if she was a policewoman. Um, but yeah, no, she's, I really really hope you unlock her, or if they make a DLC or something, they probably won't. But yeah, she's super cool. Um, yeah, I just I'm I, as someone who really really liked Streets of Rage one. Um, and mainly got this off of a recommendation from one of the YouTubers I follow. Um, yeah, very, very pleased with it. What's the bad news? The Late bad honest. news. Oof. Um, okay, so as you all know, um, I've also upgraded to an iPhone 12. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the kind of things that I, I get joy out of when I get one of these new phones is obviously I can clear out all the old bollocks I don't need anymore. That was on my old phone because I have to obviously re-download all of my old apps and things like that. I go through my purchase history on uh, on the app store and kind of re-download everything that I want. Uh-huh. So when I was with my old phone before I, I gave it in, I was kind of looking through my apps, figuring out what I wanted to keep. And then I, I saw Hearthstone there. Oh, <laughs> Jacob, no. I saw it. And I was like, no. I wonder what's going on with Hearthstone. Oh. That's how it looks. You- Literally two weeks ago, you talked about how you were done with that point of your life. As soon as <laughs> I like relapsed. opened it up, I was like, "They're going to be so disappointed in me." Um, the worst prize is I'm not managed. even surprised. So I opened it up, and there's, <laughs> I've not played in about three or four, for about three expansions. I think there's been since I played, and there's so much stuff that they're giving me that is like, "Hey, Jacob, welcome back. Here's everything that you've missed. Don't worry about it." And let's just uh, look at all this single player content that, that's come out since then. And and uh, it's, it's uh, sucking me back in. And that's why I'm the schmuck. 
What's because I've been playing. I've, I've mainly been. It's the main thing I've been playing these past few days. I've just been going through all this single player content that I've missed on Hearthstone, and it's. I really like it. It's great. Welcome, schmuckins. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, all of that aside of me being a Blizzard, just like reeling me back in. Um, I have been really enjoying it. The single player content in Hearthstone is so well made. And it never gets enough of a shout out because everyone's always bitching about the competitive scene and, you know, yeah. how, how you know, how much of a clown fiesta that game is and, and whatever when you're playing against people. I mean, I dare say that when I do actually finish the single player content, I'll probably I'll probably just stick to Arena until the new expansion comes out. I've got a load of gold and stuff still saved up from before that I forgot I even had. So... so- so we yeah. can gauge just how bad your your relapse is. Have you have you dropped money on it yet? Since you no, okay. I've been tempted because I think that they've literally realised that I've not played the game in a long time. Because there's a special thing in the shop called the Welcome Back Bundle that I can buy, <laughs> which is like you get one legendary card and twenty packs for a tenner. And I was like, that's mm, that's a pretty good deal. I'd probably do that if I wasn't just playing the single player for now, where I don't need that stuff. Um. But yeah, I, the main thing why I stopped playing it was because I kind of fell a little bit behind with it. And when you fall a little bit behind with it, you then fall a lot behind with it. And I was like, oh, there's a whole new class now that's come out since I played. There's like three expansions and stuff. Wait but till I tell Ollie. the stuff that they've brought in to kind of reacquaint me with things is kind of dispelled of those fears. And yeah, I'm having, I'm having a good time with Hearthstone again, as dirty as it makes me feel. <laughs> Well, whatever makes you happy makes the beans happy. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't. We talk. literally cannot judge. Like you, you're, we, yeah. With the MTG, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't I know if this know, means that Magic the Gathering's off the table for me now. Probably does. <laughs> but I, I, the, uh, considering the state of that game at the minute, like I feel like that was also I, a contributing factor because it didn't sound like a good time to get into the game. They banned the cards that were an issue. Yes, the Norman Reedus card. Uh, no, was he not uh, a card? Yes, okay. but that, that's 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 not in arena. Like, These, in. It, within 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 standard, they've banned the cards that were an issue. Um, so now standard is a little bit more fun because not everybody is playing the same deck. I feel like much um, how I am with Hearthstone in that I mainly enjoy Arena and not Constructed. I, I feel like with Magic I mainly enjoy Draft and not Normal. Yes. Draft is draft is the way to play, but boy, <sighs> Arena Arena, Arena got an, an update the last couple days, a patch, um, and it's just broken everything like client-side. Not the game itself, but like not like the actual, you know, playing magic bit mm. is broken, but like, well, no, actually, in some cases, people have been posting on like the subreddit, like, "Hey, my lands are going down really slowly, and then mm. just falling through the floor, <laughs> like the through the board, or um, I'm stuck on a black screen. Uh, why can't I connect to the server? That's st- stupid stuff like that. Um, wow. Yeah." It, well, now, now is now is not the time to get into Magic: The Gathering. Well, um, I'm back in Blizzard's firm bosom <laughs> of Hearthstone. Their cold, their cold bosom. Yeah, the as I say, the new expansion is going to be coming out in a few weeks' time. I think they've just announced the new one, so that's probably when I'll be hitting the constructed side. Maybe. Um, 
for now i'll just stick to the single player and maybe a bit of arena but yeah, it makes me, it makes me it makes me wish that uh, Magic Arena had um, single player content in some capacity. But mm. they've also announced a new game mode called Duels, which I've not tried out yet. Um, yeah, I saw this. It's like uh, pre-constructed stuff. I, I is literally it? know nothing about it. I've not even looked. At, I, I watched the cinematic trailer, and that explained nothing. Uh, so I, the, the best comparison I could get to it is obviously it has no bearing on the mechanics at all but it seemed like the wizard duels from harry potter oh. based on the cinematic trailer at the very least that's the way they framed it um, um so i don't really know and i don't even know if i'll play battlegrounds or not is it battlegrounds is that the name of the auto chess mode oh battlegrounds in duels, you'll choose a hero, a hero power, a starting treasure, and build a 15-card starter deck with you, from your collection before facing off against a series of worthy human opponents. Human is in italics and emphasized. Human? Wow. Devise your path to victory by enhancing your deck after each match with minions, spells, and powerful treasures to oh, aid right. in increasingly difficult encounters with other players. Basically, it sounds a lot like... Um, uh, Legends of Rune Terror's uh, draft mode. Yeah, because I mean that sounds like it's got elements of some of the old single player content in there for things like Dungeon Run, which is where you'd start yep. with Dungeon Dungeon Run yeah. style. Yeah, is yeah. is is a word. Oh, they actually way... use that terminology. Okay. Yeah, duels will be accessible through modes button from the Hearthstone main screen, where you'd go to play Battlegrounds or Arena. The only thing that concerns me about that is that if you're building a 15 card deck from your collection there's going to be like optimum decks and strategies and yeah that was that was something that i started to notice in uh rune terror mm. uh, which which was like uh everyone seems to have found like the best combo the path. yeah and um, it was one of the things that sometimes happens with some of the weekly tavern brawls they do which are like yeah it rotates out every week and it's like a crazy set of rules for a week that you can play and ones where you create your deck i usually don't do just because within a, a day or two there'll be guides up online of like this is the optimum tavern brawl deck if you want to play tavern brawl and i'm like it's just not fun i like the random side of things yeah. so if it was more like erring towards the dungeon run style side of things where even the cards that you started with were random and then you choose from the random pools to upgrade your deck as you go i feel like that would have been nicer but i'll, I'll try it at the very least see how it goes hmm. yeah the uh magic's uh magic's um little extra extra game mode thing mm. uh momia um was horrendously broken uh to the point where um Ooh. they just put uh yeah so it's like um y you get uh random i can't remember what the rules are now but basically it's uh a weirder play to play magic basically it's just a mm. different variation um the pro the problem with it was i don't no one knows what the issue was with it uh we just know that there was bugs in it uh <laughs> break it, it was breaking the gate well no people know what the issues were but i, I don't um the 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 um instead of fixing it or anything along those lines mm. they just pulled it out of the game oh they were like yeah this isn't worth <laughs> the stress this, this isn't worth the stress is over the weekend uh, see ya for an event that's going to last 48 hours wow. like um but yeah well yes. so that's what we've been playing hmm. well this this brings us nicely to a little question i have for you guys 
Mm. So Lauren, we'll see. Lauren's question. Yeah. Lauren's question of the week. I'm still waiting for my jingle. That's that's it. Ah, cool. <laughs> that's add some add some bells, and I'm sold. Hang on, hang on. Let me get a clean take of it. One sec, one sec. Lauren's question of the week. I'll put some echo and stuff like that on it. Perfect. Amazing. Right. So obviously this one, I have my answer prepared because it might need you might need like a, a minute to think about it. Okay. Um. So, question of the week: If you could combine two games for like a spin-off or a merge or a crossover yeah. of two games or two franchises what would it be elaborate as much as you want now if you if you need a second i've thought about this a lot mm. and my personal choice would be animal crossing and pokemon because we mm. know that i love a sim game and i love the idea of having your own island which you run the pokemon gym and then you have your pokemon residence and you get to like build your island depending on what pokemon type you have chosen and you get to like visit other people's gyms and islands and battle and then you get to earn stuff so yeah basically just like a like i want to be able to like breed different eggs for different kinds of the pokemon of the type of the gym i've chosen um and use and use that kind of thing to level up my island and just yeah that that is my jam and i think if i could if i could create uh, a baby of two mummy and daddy games that's what it would be like a pokemon life sim yeah with like so Animal just oobles <laughs> don't get me stuck look i i am poor like my birthday's in three days payday's a few days later i i i just want to play oobles so bad <laughs> need it just want to play oobles uh, oh, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying real hard yeah, it can. It doesn't have to be as like well thought out as mine. Obviously, I'm very sad, and I've thought about this a lot. Um, my immediate thought process was um, either combining two fighting games, with fighting games being some of my favorite games, mm. like a like a Street Fighter cross Tekken was, um, or alternatively turning another franchise into a fighting game using exactly. the mechanics from another. But I'm just there trying are to so think many a, options. A good combo. Yeah. Mm. you could literally just drop the characters of one game into the world of another or you can smash them together so they're one completely new thing like it's this is the kind of thought-provoking question that i will just sit and talk about for ages i've got a very easy kind of basic bitch-ass answer um go on then which which i will give and still think about it in case i come up with something better but (laughs) Something that that I've at least discussed with with friends in the past is why the fuck isn't Super Smash Kart a thing? <gasps> yeah, Smash Bros. Cast in a oh. Mario Kart game. Oh my god, like double dash type. Yeah, just all Nintendo stuff. Maybe yeah. even some guests. I love the, the 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 fighting aspect of double dash where you could punch people. Yeah, double dash. I feel is like that my favorite Mario Kart. Me too. Me too. GameCube kids. <laughs> I don't think that's a basic bitch answer. I think that's very valid. Yeah, it just it, it just seems to make sense, obviously, because yeah, Mario Kart. I don't want to say Mario Kart at this point needs something to kind of zhuzh it up a bit because it doesn't really. Um, it's still with any anything new would be welcome. But you, 
yeah, when they've got Smash Bros as a franchise, I'm like, why would you not just make a Nintendo version of this instead of just keeping it exclusively to Mario Kart? I mean, they've already kind of started to do that with the DLC characters with Link and the Animal Crossing stuff. So I'm like, just go the whole hog. Just do it. Yeah. Think of the how many systems that might sell. Yeah. Okay. So take the music stylings and music battles of Metal Gear Rising. Oh my god, you've already got me. I love Metal Gear Rising then, so hard. And then and then put and then just make it JoJo. Oh my god, Joel. <laughs> You're doing things to me. That's I want fantastic a plat- I want a platinum JoJo oh. game. Oh. Where you can beat up Dio to that very loud dubstep. Yes. Um, I want like the JoJo game of part three, basically. Yeah. Parts one through three of JoJo, but Platinum have done it. Do you like part four? Yes. I read, I didn't watch part four. I read part four. So then I was just like, I don't want to sit through this all over again. Because part four is where my, watch through of jojo's came to a grinding halt <laughs> i don't know why it, i don't even dislike it that much <laughs> i'm just like i just didn't have much motivation to finish watching it i guess because it's so far removed from yeah i loved i loved part three so uh, much, from part so, three yeah. like like it's not till part six that they start bringing like circling back around to like the consequences of part three yeah um and stuff like that uh but yeah, no, I I would I would love like imagine Platinum making the fight between Jotaro and Dio. Oh, road roll. Or or um you know Pol Polnareff and uh mm. Polnareff when he's possessed with his Oh fighting Avdol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or oh or the or, or the uh joseph joseph versus joseph versus uh cars fight yeah even even like joseph and acdc where he's got all those trip wires and shit it'd be so good it'd be good it'd be so cool like platinum uh in general like like yeah like either metal gear rising or bayonetta style or whatever versions of a lot of games would would be pretty rad <laughs> a um, lot of franchises a lot of franchises I would, platinum touch but i think i think a jojo game that's in that because all mm. the jojo games so far have been either like almost there i have one on ps4 but i've not played it <laughs> eyes of heaven uh, the eyes of heaven eyes of heaven's a, a 3d weird fighter yeah. that's the story mode's interesting but you know like jolene meeting jotaro but he's young 18 year old jotaro <laughs> yeah. instead of like 50 something year old dad Jotaro but still wearing his high school outfit mm. um, we've got to be careful otherwise we'll just end up talking about Jojo Is it a time travel story you saw uh, time travel like across like bringing all the Jojos together you know together from across time okay and then mashing them up you know like Dio meeting um, Dio meeting Geo for the first time uh, okay. And stuff like that. But yeah, that was a very good answer, Joel. I would, I would totally buy that game, and I think you win this round, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> this is competitive in any sense. 
Well, that's it for this week then. Thank you for joining us. Everything can be found at superprofessional.co.uk. Um yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, Ollie's uh, regaling tales of Norman Reedus and the magical fetus. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to watch watch this game just so I can even keep up with the conversation. The, I I I played through that game and analyzed the story, and I still can't tell you what happens. Send me your uh, footage if you have it, Joel. <laughs> uh, I, I I've got to re-record it. Fair. I'll watch it. Let's uh, I, I, I had to delete it. It was 330 gigabytes of st- footage. Gross. Most of it, most of it, me walking across mountains in case a cutscene happens. Stumbling over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Yay.